Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. GameStop shook the financial world a year ago, but it wasn't the only stock to see a lift as the phenomenon birthed the term meme stock. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me once again is CNET reporter Oscar Gonzalez. Welcome back, Oscar. Hey, glad to be back. Yesterday, we talked about GameStop and Robinhood, but they weren't the only major players involved with the situation. Can you talk about this idea of a meme stock? What is a meme stock? Well, the meme stock was the term coined for GameStop and other stocks that had a that were in demand by people online, especially people at the uh, subreddit Wall Street Bets. And it were it were it were companies that people were expecting to really blow up in price. Uh, obviously, GameStop was the leader of that, but there were several other companies that were also part of that group. And yeah, they they, they coined the term meme stocks. So, what were some of the other companies that fall under this meme stock category? Sure. Uh, so it was uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, uh, Cost Headphones, uh, Naked Brand. They do they do juices. Uh, there was also uh, BlackBerry, and uh, and the the popular one of the bunch aside from GameStop was AMC Theaters. Right. And wh- what were some of the common traits of these meme stocks? Was there some sort of theme or characteristic of these companies that made them attractive, uh, similar to GameStop? Well, in, in all the cases, a the the stock prices were pretty low. Uh, they were in the teens, even single digits. Uh, also, they were they were uh, people when they did the research. These were also uh, like GameStop. They had a lot of short sell bets against them. Uh, so the expectation was just like with GameStop is that if if uh, all the retail investors, which were the day traders, the people to use Robinhood and websites to trade stocks, they all amassed together and bought a lot of these shares, they could get the price to go up and the hedge, for, uh, hedge funds, investment firms who bet against them, uh, they would have to buy those shares, shares of those stocks that were going up in order to not lose as much money, hence the term a short squeeze. Uh, and they were hoping for that phenomenon to be the same uh, as with GameStop with these other stocks. Yeah, and it seemed like AMC in particular was the big other big beneficiary aside from GameStop. I'm curious what happened with AMC. So sure. So AMC at the, uh, again, with um, when it was writing the GameStop coattails, it, it went up in price. It, it, it jumped up uh, from, again, this was in the low teens, $12, $13. It jumped up to about $16, $17. And then all of a sudden it, it jumped up to like, about eighteen twenty dollars, so not a huge jump. Uh, so, but it did get a boost from the GameStop uh, excitement. Well, then people were still holding on to it. People were still like, "Hey, there, this could be going up price again." And and people were really doing what they call diamond hands, where they where they're going to hold on until it jumps up in price. Then 
uh, in May, the CEO, he started really being receptive to the day traders, the retail investors. And because of that, it got the excitement going again. And and because of the blockbuster, summer blockbuster season was happening at, at the end of May, all of a sudden, AMC just shoots up again, uh, going over to more than $50, which, again, huge numbers. Uh, and uh, people were excited again. And then... Not so much. It, it eventually started dwindling down. But it, 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 in the summer of 2021, uh, it, at the beginning, very beginning of it, it just shot up, which was, again, people thinking, oh, my God, it's GameStop again. Uh, and, yeah, you mentioned that, you know, the, the CEO had acknowledged some of these investors. Like, there was even a, an offer for free popcorn or something, right? I, I remember this, like, the, the, there was an outreach program almost for, for some of these investors, correct? Right, uh, Adam Aaron, who who is the uh, CEO of AMC, uh, he he started talking about the retail investors, and then there was a popcorn, uh, a pop, uh, a popcorn promotion where, hey, if you prove that you have AMC stock, you'll get free popcorn. <laughs> so there was little stuff like that where they were giving like the the nod to, hey, we know. We're we're popular with the retail investors. We know we're meme stock. So wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We know you're out there because, in, in contrary, GameStop was very quiet uh, throughout their whole ups and downs, getting up to almost five hundred dollars. They were very not talking about anything. Didn't want to didn't want to mention like any business. They were very quiet. But uh, AMC was going in and saying, "Hey, we know you guys are out there, and we we see you. We recognize you." Right. Right. Well, any other notable stocks that benefited from this phenomenon, or, or was AMC sort of the the noteworthy one? And I'll interject that, like you mentioned, BlackBerry, which I found pretty hilarious because I think most folks still thought BlackBerry made phones, their BlackBerry phones, which they do not. It's it's purely a security enterprise company. Um, but look, were, were any of these other companies uh, saw some sort of lingering benefits from? The meme stock phenomenon, for a bit, uh, there was. You have to remember. I mean, the, these particular stocks stay go up, up and down a few cents a day. They no one. They're not. They're not highly traded. Uh, so they, it, them going up a few bucks was, was a big deal uh, in the short term. But in the long term, pretty much all the stocks except for GameStop uh, that are all these meme stocks, all, all of them have gone back down to where they were a year ago. Maybe slightly higher, but nothing crazy. Okay. Well, uh, I do want to talk about sort of return to the beginning of, of, of all this. Uh, the beginning yesterday when you mentioned that this all kind of came out of the subreddit Wall Street Bets. Uh, want to talk a little bit about that subreddit? You know, if you just sort of take us back, you know, in terms of like the the number of followers on it, uh, and it's how it sort of sort of gained steam at the beginning of twenty twenty one. Well, sure. So just to explain out there, I mean, on Reddit, there's the different subreddits dedicated to certain subjects and whatnot. Uh, Wall Street Bets uh, has been around for several years. And the idea with Wall Street Bets is uh, we're going to come together and we're going to celebrate our, our losses more than our gains on doing various bets on Wall Street. Uh, they actually got a lot of claim to fame in um, 2019 when... Um, like we talked, we talked about the Robinhood app uh, early uh, the day before. Robinhood, that app, everybody, a lot of people were using that, and there was a glitch in the Robinhood app uh, during this one short period of time, 
where you could you could essentially make a uh, you borrow a seemingly infinite amount of money. So people were going on there showing all the bets that they've made using this glitch, and it was crazy because people were losing hundred thousand dollars in seconds. Uh, so so it, it became, but it became very popular. So it had by by the end of twenty twenty, it had uh, just over a million subscribers. Um, and, uh, it was popular again. It, it's very meme heavy kind of place. They have their own languages. They, they, and they, again, they, they talk and they have, they, they talk basically of how stupid they are. Look at me, how stupid I am. I lost $10,000 yesterday. Uh, but that's part of the fun of it. Wow. Yeah. And it, it became sort of the hub for all the GameStop action that was happening and all the talk. And by the end of January, it had over 5 million subscribers. Uh, right now, as it, as of a year later, it's over 11 million subscribers, which makes it one of the most popular subreddits on Reddit. And that, that brings a lot of uh, focus and attention. Yeah. And, and I'm curious if it, like what, what impact it still has on the stock market and on driving shares of particular companies. Well, you know, people people check out uh, Wall Street Bets to kind of get an idea of where the internet is looking at stuff. There's even um, websites dedicated to letting you know what stocks are being talked about. There, there's one website called Top Stonks. Stonks is the uh, sort of the meme name for stocks. And uh, that site is designed for investors to see what Wall Street Bets is talking about, and, and you know what other what other stocks are looking at. Uh, it, it's not the sort of uh, hive mind um, genius that people thought it was when GameStop was happening, where people were like, "Oh my God, what are people thinking in there?" Uh, but people are still there. There's still every now and then a stock that comes up where everybody kind of jumps in on that may affect the price but again nothing at near the the, uh, the size and scope as it was with gamestop got it got it and, and i know when this is all you know first blowing up you know there were a lot of talk about hedge funds and wall street more traditional firms hiring so-called reddit experts to help with this potentially new category of investing i'm curious if that ever actually became a thing no, not really. Uh, it, it seemed that those were more of the smaller firms, smaller funds that kind of wanted to get a bit of attention. Hey, look at us! We're 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 into we're into the internet. We like that internet stuff. <laughs> so so they try to try to adapt to that, but pretty much no. Uh, because in the end, all you really have to do is just go and Wall Street bets and. Search for about ten minutes to see what people are talking about. There, there's no magic. Um, there's no magic sauce there. It's, it's again. It, they, they mock each other for losing money. <laughs> so you're not going to get any special analytics from there that um, that is going to blow your mind or it's going to confound the geniuses of Wall Street. It, it's just people talking. So yeah, a year later, like just to sum things up, like this when this all happened. We all thought that this was going to, you know, shake the foundations of the financial world, change the way we invest. Um, a year later, like, what's come of it? Has anything, like, has anything changed? Not really. Uh, you know, there the big sort of change is that firms, hedge funds, they now know that the retail investor, the everyday guy who is you know putting in $25 on Robinhood a week 
they they kind of know that hey, if if enough and if enough of those guys amass together and form an army of investors, they can make an impact. Uh, you know, the the big loser of the the this whole GameStop thing was a firm a fund known as uh, Melbourne Capital. They lost about six billion dollars uh, because they did a ton of short sales, and that says a lot. That's something that gets. Uh, people at hedge funds, uh, it makes them a little bit wary. It makes them to kind of double check their numbers and make sure that they're not totally going to lose their shirts uh, for certain bets. So Wall Street, as a, you know, as a whole, has gotten uh, aware that they're that someone is sort of checking on them and that someone wants to bet against them if it can make them money. Uh, so, but aside from that, um, there hasn't been any sort of really any regulations in play because everything was kind of above water. Um, there was some shady plays by, again, Melvin Capital and a couple other uh, firms, uh, but there wasn't any big repercussions. Robin Hood came out with a slap on the wrist of uh, a small fine of, I think, like $50,000. Uh, but... Again, the big thing is that this created uh, for the retail investors, it, it it made them recognize, hey, I could get rich too. I just have to get on the right thing. But also that's kind of now we're seeing people, <laughs> the everyday investor kind of, you know, using that, that FOMO to jump into other stuff like crypto, um, the altcoin, and as well as NFTs. So other stuff that they could possibly get rich quick on. Well, that wraps up our two-part conversation. Oscar, thank you for your time. You can check out his story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>